Hello, and welcome to episode one of the Social Dad podcast. I'm James, uh, a dad from England, and I live in Vancouver, BC. Um, so I thought I would take the opportunity to introduce myself as this is the first ever Social Dad podcast. My day job is as a social media manager for um, an ad agency in uh, in Vancouver, and the rest of the time I'm being a father to an amazing little toddler. She keeps me incredibly busy, but uh, I had a few extra minutes, so I thought, why not do a podcast? Uh, so you can keep up with what we're doing, uh, hot topics and fun projects that we're working on at uh, my blog, socialdad.ca. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about 10 ways to keep your family safe while they're on social media, 12 tips for traveling with babies, and the very weird world of playground chats with other dads. As a social media manager during the day and many evenings, I often get asked if I'm going to let my daughter go on social media when she's older. To be honest, I don't think there's any avoiding it, from the easily moderatable Facebook to dark social like WhatsApp and Kick messengers. There are new challenges facing parents when keeping their kids safe online. The Children's Online Privacy Protection Act actually prohibits children under 13 using social media. However, this is uh, often ignored by curious young minds with computer time, or mobile phones, or access to iPads, or any other of the millions of new devices that are connected to the internet, like the latest fridges. Well, I'm sure in a few years, hopefully, before the baby is chatting on the internet to complete randoms, there are a few tips right now that I'd like to share. So number one, and I think this is the most important one, have an open talk with your family about what who, what is online and who is online. Try and make them comfortable bringing things to your attention, whether it's someone they found on YouTube or someone being a bit weird in a chat room. Keep some passwords to yourself. Don't leave the app store logged in complete with your credit card. Mobile games make it really easy and very tempting to upgrade to a new level or unlock uh, in-app purchases as easy as possible. Number three, online content is available for anyone to see. So make sure that even if someone is pressuring them or you to take photos of themselves or to write something compromising, it will be available for everyone to see, even if you think it won't. Even in Snapchat, the recipient can take a screenshot and show other people. Number four, check privacy settings. You can adjust your internet browser in the options menu this protects you from both viruses, but in some cases, adult content. Um, this isn't one of the lists, but it's also worth mentioning, especially with the whole Facebook data scandal. Um, whenever you post something online, you're choosing to let Facebook and its advertisers have access to it. Uh, if you're not completely comfortable with everybody in the world and all the businesses that use Facebook to know something about you, don't put it online. Okay, number five. Programs like NetNanny uh, give a pretty substantial parental control across Android, iOS, Mac, and Windows devices. It can let you tailor um, the types of content, the types of websites, and specific domains that you want or don't want your family being able to visit. Number six. You pay the bills, so you can set the rules. The amount of screen time is up to to you to manage, but you could make a contract where the kids and parents decide together what's fair and what should happen if they're approached by a stranger online. 
or even if they're bullied by someone at school as well. That's that's worth mentioning. Um, with uh, cyberbullying and 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 people just being uh, mean to other kids, without the feeling of um, reciprocation or uh, any consequences, it's important to let them know that it's okay for you to tell uh, you you and your and your parents and other teachers that um, what someone's doing to them online is not okay. Number seven, show them how to make strong p passwords. If your account is hacked, your photos, even the ones you took but didn't actually post, and private data is all gone. Or worse still, you can get locked out while they post on your behalf. Number eight, put the computer in a central location. Um, this is easier said than done. It used to be easier when we had the huge um, computers of, uh, of the last generation, but now iPads and iPhones make it very easy to get in in touch with people while they're in bed or while they're you know in their room or out and about so set it up so that you know the kids and the family know it's okay to be online but make sure that it's in the living room or somewhere where you can keep an eye on them this could give you a line of sight to the screen and keep a general eye on what's going on number nine is teach them about online reputation the line between the things that you say online and real life conversations is blurry. Be careful about how they represent themselves in such a public way. Number 10. Lead by example. Get to know the networks and understand the available settings. Show the benefits of having a respectable online presence and that you're willing to talk about what you found online. The internet and social media are an incredible place for tools and sharing news, opinions, random cat photos and talking to new and interesting people. I think that is going to be a staple part of our lives, even more so in the future. So we should teach our kids the, uh, the how to make the best of it and how to steer clear of some of the dangers. If I missed any, uh, feel free to write an email to james at socialdad.ca or uh, find the blog on my website and, uh, and add one to the comments. It's almost summer, even though it doesn't really feel like it. It's still snowing in Ontario and pretty wet here in Vancouver. Um, which means it's almost time for road trips, uh, flights to somewhere lovely, or a bus ride to the beach. Either way, you're going to need to prepare. If only there were 12 easy steps to help. Oh, look, I've made them for you. Here, in fact, are 12 easy steps to make travelling with a baby super easy. In theory. So one, the staples. What do you actually need? You need diapers, wipes, plastic bags to put smelly things in, and an emergency change of clothes. In a pinch, you could leave the house with these and get everything else when you're on the road. Number two, food. You need easy to access snacks. Uh, they're a must to curb any brewing tantrum or all out explosion. They can buy you valuable time, uh, especially when you're parking or at the traffic lights, or when they're about to turn into a monster. Entertainment, number three. If it's a long trip, it's easy to pack books, dolls, and cuddly toys. You have to pack lightly for the bus though. So if you're bringing a baby, carry a bath toy that has a sucker on the end. It can stick on the bus window and your baby can poke and press it until you get where you're going. Number four, remember why you're there. It's pretty likely that you won't get to achieve the tasks that you'd like to do when you're out. Let it go it's okay. You're going to have a fun family trip, ideally. Uh, so take in the moments and be flexible to the whims of your tiny boss.
Number five, prepare for the rain. You might like the dramatic weather, or I do, uh, but your little one may not. So look for somewhere to take shelter or bring enough umbrellas. Don't use a poncho though, as the loose plastic could be bad news for the little one. Number six, check the map for timing. How are you getting there? Uh, how long will it take you to get there and how long will it take you to get back? Will you get back in time for nap time? And if not, did you bring their nap time snuggy or cuddly friend? Because if you didn't, they will let you know. Number seven, bring a friend. Whether it's a play date or two friends running wild, it's easier for you if you're not the sole entertainment. Number eight, pack a pillow. For flights or road trips, getting a few hours of quiet while they all sleep will make it all more tolerable. Pro tip, did you know that the airplane neck pillows are meant to be worn with the opening at the back? Your chin rests on the padding. That took me a long time to realise with a lot of stiff necks or sleepless flights. Number nine, book tickets in advance. So you can skip as many queues as you can by booking attraction tickets online before you go. It also works for coffee shops or even now McDonald's where you can order ahead of time and then you can get snacks and refreshments and be in and out in a jiffy. No queues for you. Number 10. Plan for travel sickness. If you're halfway through your journey and someone feels ill from all the bumps in the road, there's not much you can do. Unless you've bought some motion sickness lollipops, dry crackers or anything with ginger in it. Take away anything they have to focus on, like a book or an iPad, as that's making it worse. Let them look at the horizon and hopefully it'll distract them. Or if they can fall asleep, even better. Number 11. Have your travel documents handy. Don't be the one in the line who has to rummage around in suitcases for the family passports or hotel info. Get a big Ziploc or bag or a folder and put them all in there and keep them in whichever bag is going to be by your side the whole trip. Number 12. Plan for the unplanned. If there's a scheduled bathroom break, or unscheduled bathroom breaks, snack stops, or can we go please, can we go here, can we go please, please, ah, it's okay. That was my impression of the baby, by the way, sorry. Um, it's okay, I know I mentioned it before, and it's probably for my own sake, because I need to hear this. I need to be flexible, we all do. It doesn't matter if the road is a little more bumpy or winding than you thought. Let the journey be something to enjoy. And lastly, the very weird world of playground chats with other dads. Going to the playground with my daughter is always fun. She has a great time running around, picking up dirt, sliding down the slide and petting friendly dogs, and becoming best friends with kids she's never met before. That's all great, until the parents have to look up from their kids and exchange pleasantries. It starts with, how old is she? And continues on with the usual small talk about the weather, where in the neighbourhood you're from, and how long you've, I've lived in Vancouver. My accent always gives me away as a foreigner. This is a minefield of potential embarrassment. If I'm talking to a mum, she might think I'm being friendly to flirt, which of course I'm not. So do I just ignore her, and continue looking directly at my daughter, and nowhere else? I don't want to seem rude or standoffish. Should I introduce myself? What if it's a dad? Sure, we might get along and our kids are clearly having a great time together, but now we're on a first-name basis. We've introduced ourselves, and now we are best friends now? Um, do we get new friends after university, or is that your lot? 
I don't know, should I be having a business card that says dad and my number? Uh, we could have coffee, but do we have to bring in a kid so it's not weird? Or is it weird now because we only talk to fellow parents who, um, I don't think I've had a conversation about non-child topics for years. Um, I don't know what to do. Maybe I should take a cue from my daughter who has no problem going out to another child and saying, hello, saying her name and it's nice to meet you. She even puts her little hand out to shake the other one's hand, even though the other child has no clue what to do in that situation. Uh, I think he's as oblivious as I am with, with other adults. Um, is Does anyone know what to do? Uh, if you do, uh, send me a tweet on... Uh, I was going to say on Twitter, for goodness sake. Uh, so just tag me at, at JamesRCS. Um, or just go to socialdad.ca and drop a comment, and I'll, I'll see it there. Um, so thank you. This was uh, the first ever episode of socialdad.ca podcast. I hope that you enjoyed it. Um, if you didn't, don't listen to another one. Uh, and if you do, do, in fact, listen to the next one, which I will... Uh, put out soon enough um going forward i think i'd like to have some interviews with fellow dads and fellow people who are in social media and marketing and have some insights on how to navigate it with a family and how to keep uh kids safe while they're using online and help keep us all um navigating the the choppy waters of people trying to steal all our data and google listening to our microphones which they do Good afternoon, Google. Um, so, yeah, thanks very much. Um, yeah, like I said, go to socialdad.ca. Send me an email at james at socialdad.ca or go to Twitter and send me a message at jamesrcs. Thanks very much and goodbye. <laughs>